Okay, good morning. Today's class is Le'unishmat Yerachmiel Dan of Gedalia, Le'unishmat Sian Benema, Le'unishmat Zachary Wallstein, lost a great, great, great leader. And in the schut of success of Baruch Ben Rabbi Yechiel Michel, Shem should give him light in his life. Also, also in the success. And Yerushalayim l'shavu l'mag, Gadiel ben l'shavu l'shavu l'shavu, Emel l'shavu reina makav tov b'asham. And Rufu Shalim of Sion ben Neima, I'm sorry, Rufu Shalim ben Daru ben Sarah, and Rav Shalom ben Yavna. All right, big big day next Tuesday night. We're in, we're in Manhattan. We have we I think we have I think a hundred tickets left. Um, the event is almost sold out. Very very excited about that event. It's going to be in Tuesday, next Tuesday night at um, God willing at uh, Park East. We have that annual event. Very, very grateful to be able to have this event again. Also, please uh, rate and share the podcast. And also, just one announcement. Um, before, I was, I was able to help more people on the phone and texting and everything. But right now, I'm not allowed or I can't t- text women or do any kind of texting or messaging to any kind of females. Just out of the respect of my wife. So if you guys want, you can email me. Um, I believe they will, will post the email. And again, I, I try as much to answer, but believe me, if you just listen to the classes, you, you take the classes in, you pray, your answers will come. You don't need me. You just, I'm giving you the advice, you don't need me. But again, it, I, if I don't answer you, etc., it's, it's out of respect to my wife. And again, I apologize, but nothing I could do. Okay. Amazing, amazing, amazing class today. We're going to take a, a great book called Reclaiming the Self. Rabbi Dov Pinson, today's obviously Gevura Shebenetzach. Discipline, discipline. All about discipline this week. Discipline and victory. Discipline for eternal discipline. Long-term goals. Changing something. Today you have the opportunity to take on something for the rest of your life. That's what Netzach represents. Things to do for the rest of your life. So there's an unbelievable Gemara we're going to talk about and it just, it just, this, this story is amazing. So he, he says here, the Gemara relates, there's a story about Eliezer ben Duduya, who was an extremely promiscuous person who visited every single prostitute possible. One time he heard of a specific harlot who lived in a distant land. He decided to go there and took a bundle of coins to pay her for her services. Off he went with the money stash, crossing seven rivers to reach her, and he finally arrived. You could see seven rivers. You could see when somebody wants something, they'll they'll get it. (laughs) They'll get it. During during his rendezvous, he accidentally passed wind. She turned to him and said, the wind does not return to its source the same way you're not going to return to your source. Right? It's a famous story in the Gemara. Just like the wind has never come back, you're never going to come back. You strayed so far, you're never going to be able to come to your source. Hearing that ominous precondition, a change of heart overtook him. He felt overwhelmed desire to return back, and, and, and that got him to go back to Chuba. In his agony and desperation, he ran into the wilderness, searching for a reprieve for his anguished soul. Finally, he settled between the two great mountains. Turning to them, and he cried, O mountains, stand before Master of the Universe, pray for me. The mountains told him, We can't help you. He then turned to the sky and earth and begged, O oh, please, Pray on my behalf. They said, we can't help you. Then he turned to the sun, moon, and stars and cried out, please take, please speak to my creator on my behalf. They too ignored his, his plea. 
In utter desperation, he placed his head between his knees and he began to weep. Reaching deep within his soul, ignited in a state of deep rapture of his soul. And, he's, and, and when he cried out to heaven, he says, there's a bar call from heaven, a heavenly voice that says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Durduya has secured himself in the world to come. From that one hirchur, and it's funny how this month, this concept of ER is about hirchur, getting an inspiration of tshuva, getting that little hint, thought of tshuva. This is what it's all about. From that incident, he got the world to come. So this is a very, very deep Torah. And I'm explaining to you why, why it's so important. He says, the realization that changes imperative can originate from this, the most ridiculous and craziest places. I remember also, my place also was with Rock Bottom, and what book did I, advise, did I pick up? A book called Advice. <laughs> there it was. The book Advice gave me the advice the rest of my life. So it, it's just where it came from. It came from a place where I didn't expect. We think we're going to get in synagogue. No, it's going to come to you in a place where it's Rock Bottom. You know how many times people have told me, you, you, just a, a quick story before I even get to this. We're, we're learning Gemara Yavamos. And Gemara Yavamos is a halacha that you're not allowed to get married unless you're, you're, you're divorced. And if you're divorced, you have to wait 90 days. So all of a sudden, there's a couple from LA that wants to get divorced, that wants to get married. Sorry, I'm already, God forbid, in the LA divorce mindset. There's a couple that wants to get married, and all of a sudden, they go to the rabbi and say, listen, you have to go, go to the rabbi. By the way, I can marry you, no problem, as long as none of you were married before. As none of you were married before, it's not a problem. So they, they, they said, I'm not married. But the girl said, you know what, I was married before, but it was like a joke. We went to Vegas, we, we got married, etc. But it wasn't, it was like a joke. It's like, listen, I can't marry you until you get a divorce from that person. It's like, listen, I haven't seen that person in years. There's a halakha, you have to wait 90 days. So all of a sudden she says, listen, I got a ready a wedding planned soon. How am I going to make this wedding? There's no way I can find the guy. Don't worry, we'll help you find the guy, etc. Next thing you know, they help you find the guy. They end up finding the guy and she ends up getting a, a gives him a get. But now she tells him, okay, now you got divorced, but now you have to wait 90 days. But what are you talking about 90 days? I haven't even slept with the guy, anything. That's the halach, you have to wait 90 days. Basically, she says, listen, I can't do this. I have a wedding. I'm going to lose tons of money. If I delay the wedding um, two months, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen with all of this. So she says, I'm not doing it. And all of a sudden, she was thinking about it. She says, you know, there's, there's a reason why God doesn't want us to get married on this day. On this, it was a December day, etc. There's a reason why God doesn't want us to get married. You know, we have to follow the halacha, even though halacha looks ridiculous. Why should you wait 90 days when you haven't even been with the person and you got ma- married as a joke? But that's the law. All of a sudden, what happens is December day comes. They're all waiting. What's going to happen on December day? It's not meant to get married. They have to move it up to January. All of a sudden, December day comes. Nothing happens. But what happens, a couple weeks after, while they were going to be on the honeymoon, there was a huge tsunami. They were supposed to be, after the wedding, they were supposed to go on, a, on their uh, honeymoon to, um, what was that place? Thailand. That place in Thailand, there was a huge, they destroyed them, in the exact same resort. So the same, just to see, you follow the halacha, God saves you. You follow the law, God saves you. It's a true story. And from that incident, obviously, she, that was the hero of tshuva. 
So you could see how these, these stories, they look ridiculous to us. Why should you keep Nida? Why should you do this? Why should you do this? You have no idea why. You, have, you just have to be humble and listen to these laws. You have to be humble. You don't know everything. And you could see she got saved her life. We think we know everything. And that's, that's another area of our lives. We, we just have to be humble. <laughs> Period. And you have to recognize God's doing everything for our benefit. Stop thinking you know better. Even though the laws look a little, sometimes not in your little uh, box. But you have, there's a reason why they're there. There's a reason why they're there. So he's saying here, the fact that he, the same place, the problem was that who got him to do tshuva? Not the rabbi, the harlot. The harlot got him to do tshuva. Shh. The harlot got him to do tshuva. It didn't, not the rabbi. Not the Chabad rabbi. And the, the harlot got him to do tshuva. As you can always see that the, the problem ends up becoming the solution. What he's saying here, of Rabbi Elijah was ignited by this very harlot we wish to transgress. Irrespectively, how far we stray from God, no matter how we are, his name was Eliezer. God is my help. The name Eliezer. God is my help. Ezer. Ezer means helps. Even, a, even the, the greatest darkness and falsehood that we go to, there's always that voice that's calling you back. For this particular reason, the concept of Ezer was imparted through his weakness. At the moment he tried to sin, he challenged to confirm himself in the greatest darkness. We are responsible for actions. And now he's going to talk about here that at first Eliezer wished to put the burden. Where did he put the burden? What do people tell you today? I want to put the burden on the mountain. Oh, it's my, my that's my, uh, the mountain refers, we're going to talk about the mountain, sky, and the moon, what those represent. We always usually come up with an excuse why we're sinning. Well, this is that it wasn't taught. This and this. We always come up with something. That's my environment. I grew up like this, etc. You know, listen, if you want to make money today, you can't say, well, my father wasn't an accountant. I don't know how to make money. You find a way to make money. You find a way. If you're aggressive enough, you find a way. Nobody teaches you. Sometimes you have to get smacked in your face. But if you want to succeed in life, you find a way. If you want to find a way. If you don't want to find a way, you'll make an excuse. You see today, the culture that we're living in today, just, just make an excuse. Just make an excuse. This is why. It's easy to make an excuse. This is exactly what the story of Rabbi Eliezer Verdodai is talking about nothing more. We make excuses. There's an ongoing debate in psychology as whether something is, is nature or nurture that causes a person to behave in a particular manner. Some say that it's the beginning of nature, such as genetic makeup, genes determine the way we believe, think, and we cannot be altered or manipulated. Your biology is your choices. Your biology is, na- is, is your destiny. This is the concept of the name 86. Nature, this is nature. This is exactly what the Greeks wanted to do to the Jews. L- remove their hope from them. Remove their hope. You are in a circle. This is what Yavan is, a circle. You are in a circle all day long. This is your life. You're a big circle. If you, you have ADHD, this is your life. You have this, this is your, you're clinically depressed. Zaygazan. You have no happiness the rest of your life. All of this, everybody wants to keep you in a circle. This is exactly what the world is. Keep you in a circle of habit. Keep you, this is who you are. You can never change. We don't believe that. The Maccabees were able to change nature. The Maccabees were able to change. You have to believe in this concept. Others firmly disagree and believe that the mind begins to sort out a blank paper and write out our experience. And whatever our experience is that determines our life. Which I believe, I believe that's more, more accurate, that you're, you're given a, a blank sheet of paper, whatever you go through in your life, you, whether you grow up 
and your parents tell you it's very hard to make money, you're, you're gonna, when you grow up, you're going to say, well, it's, a, it's impossible to make money easy. My parents told me it's hard. So we have a lot of subconscious belief systems. We have a lot of belief systems that, don't, that are not real, that we have to really break. But that's another form. A third fr- fraction of claims, claims that our destinies are written in the stars. Just open up the horoscope, not the prayer book. That's who you are. <laughs> Just look for the future. It's already destined. Your mazal is destined for this. So you can see these three types are three forms where a person, your mazal, you have no mazal. Of course, there's some people with tremendous mazal. There's some people, but you can also build your mazal. You're not, Rav Nachman tells us, you have free will. You're not born a tree. A tree can only become a tree. You're a human being. You can change nature. Science is teaching us today epigenetics. Science is teaching us neuroplasticity today. Science is teaching us every. It's, it's teaching you that the power of emuna. You can change your brain. You can change the the. You can change um, your, your even your biological age. Every, everything right now can be changed. These three three categories parallel the three objects of the of Eliezer ben Derduya. The mountains alludes to his, his, his genetics, his nature, his ancestry. They are fixed. First thing we do, that's my DNA, and so I was born. Of course people have genetics that their tendency to have be more depressed than others. Of course. But you can... You, I believe there was a class that I said that 40% of your makeup is your DNA, but the rest of it is up to you. Heaven and earth represents the, met- the metaphors of the, of the nurture. They represent our physical needs, our father and mother represents the mother is the earth, the father is in sky and heaven. Our upbringing. The celestial brings is the concept of the zodiac. According to the, the theory of nature, we are product of countless layers of genes, just like an alpine mountain. That's what it could be. A tree could only become a tree. Rabbi Eliezer ben Derduya's desire for the shuva was ignited and turned, when he turned to the to mountains to plead, when he recognized that his, blaming his parents are not going to help him, looking for his, blaming his mazal is not going to help him, Blaming his genes are not going to help him. Nothing is going to help him until you take responsibility. This is the most important message that Gemara is telling us here. That we are the ones in charge of everything. Responsibility. We have the ability to respond. And the problem is, when we have low self-esteem, the first thing we do is we blame our environment. This is why you see the constant world today. That person's a racist. That person's this. That person's that. That there's such lack of responsibility. There's a lack of kingship today, and there's a and the, when we don't have kingship, we lack the ability to get a vessel. You have something that's not working in your life. You make an adjustment. You don't make an excuse. If you want to win, you make an adjustment. If you want to lose, you make an excuse. That's the bottom line, and that's the, what we have to understand. And this is something where I turned in my life. I grew up in Colombia. I didn't even speak English when I came here. I went to public school, and I, how in the world am I teaching classes today? It, the odds were completely against me to be able to teach classes today. I didn't go to yeshiva. Nothing. That's it. But when, you have, when you're driven enough, you can absolutely do anything you want in your life. And that's the story today. That's the story. That's what you can do. We all have that. Rabbi Nachman told us, said, I can make the smallest one of my students greater than the greatest, one of the greatest that they can. Ramnachan says, I can make you great because if you learn my teachings, you're going to get a new mind. I will give you a new mind. I will give you a, a mind that you will be able to see everything in the world. That's the power of his teachings. You have to believe also in the power of these teachings. You have to believe in them. The problem is the lack of belief. It's not that they don't work. It's whether or not you, you believe in it and you do it. 
But many, many of us are very interested, but we're not very committed. And that's the difference. You get committed when you want to be, if you're, if you're committed, you're going to get in great shape. If you're interested, you're going to be thinking about which, which gym to go to, where to go. Eh, interesting. Interesting gets you zero. Commitment gets you everything. And this is exactly what we have to do. We have to completely, completely, any excuse is just coming from the ego, telling you this is what, this is what it is. Well, I'm in California. How can I be Shomer Habrit? You don't live in my... I lived in every single one of the real worlds. I was there also. I was just committed. When you tell me that I'm going to become poor if I have become a Brits, that's it. <laughs> nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. I'm not going to be broke. End the story. You make a commitment. Finish. Because I value myself. But if you don't value yourself, it's very, these places are very comfortable. And this is where Ravelliezer turned to the, the signs to talk about his failures. He looked deeply and he recognized there's nowhere to run to. There's nowhere to run to. You can blame your parents. You can blame this. You can blame that. Nature, nurture, and the astrology are not the whole story. Of course, you have certain mazal. You have to develop it, etc. But you are not bound by a shlom mazal. You have to develop it. You have to de- your job in here is to develop your mindset at all costs. And every single decision, you're either going towards it or you go, every single time you make an adjustment, you're going towards growth. Every time you make an excuse, you're going towards the same, the same dead end of blaming our parents, blaming our DNA, blaming our limitations, blaming others. Period. I can't lose weight because I'm big boned. How many people say that? How many people say that? How many people are just all day long excuses? And this is, where, this is the problem today. The Maral writes that Rabbi Eliezer bin Duduya's names then did allude to the story. Perhaps the Gemara wouldn't mention it at all. Eliezer means God is my help, and Duduya also. What does his father's name mean? It represents Duduya means sediment of wine, leftovers, spoiled, being in the past, being stuck in the past. That's what his name is. Eliezer, God is my help, Ben Duduya. That means his, 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 he, the, the concept of Derduya means in the past. He was able to get over his past. He was able to get over his excuses. Eliezer's past contributed to his troubles present, but then he, he was able to make a tremendous amount of teshuva. When we realize you can turn your life around, you can recreate the past through the process of teshuva, and not only does the past become, like I said before, right now, I'm so grateful for my past. Every single sin that I did, because I, 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 I had to learn from it. Every single situation I was in, I can relate to you today. Because I was there. So that past is not, a, is not holding me back. Those, those Averot became are now mitzvot. So we can do unbelievable. When you come back to your Creator with love, the past actually becomes transformed into good. It's unbelievable. The past, the Averot, becomes actually positive now. Now they become mitzvot. So what do, we, what do we need to do right now, practically? The practical time right now, if we accept these points, we can go from, instead of arguing for our limitations, lacks, difficulties, sure enough, we become the person that we imagine ourselves to be. If we are arguing for our limitations, we feel powerless because of our low IQ, negative upbringing, lack of education, we will become, we will become the limitation. Instead, arguing for limitations, begin arguing for your potential. Stop arguing for your limitations and start arguing for your potential. Whenever we are faced with a spiritual or psychological need, we stop saying, I can't, 
and start saying, I can. Stop arguing. We argue for a limited... We always, no, I can't do it because of this. You understand how much you are the... You are the you're arguing against yourself constantly. And this message is so beautiful because at the end of the day, if we really want to turn that switch in our lives, we have to get a grip that there's no... Forget about my parents. Forget about my upbringing. Forget about my genes. There's no excuses. There's only constant adjustment. I'm not going to fly first class right away, but I'm going to start small and make another adjustment and make another adjustment and make an adjustment because every single time we blame our parents, we blame our upbringing, we blame it. It's a safe space. Just, it's, it's a place where I can blame. And blaming is the number one way to stay in a, in a problem. Taking responsibility is the number one way to start building your life. And this is exactly what our Creator wants us to do. He wants us to grab the, ball by the bull by the horns and drive. And any, uh, anything else but that is a form, God forbid, of an arrogance. So Hashem, Hashem, help us all. We should take this beautiful story from the Gemara and we should really, really be, recognize your mazel. Your mazel always is activated, but if you don't put the batteries in, like the GPS, we'll tell you exactly where to go. But if you take out the batteries, because you don't like what it's saying, it's not going to get you to the place. That's your guardian angel, your mazel. So there's certain things that guys have to do to be careful with this. The mazel. They have to activate their mazel. And unfortunately, because of that path of being in the wrong path, when we sin, we develop a ruach shtut, a spirit of stupidity. And we start imagining ourselves with these hopeless situations. And, and I remember when I, was, you know, when I was younger and I was in this world, I had so much anxiety. I just want to be able to get a job and be happy. That's all I was shooting for, is I just want to be able to make $1,000 a week. That was like my goal in life. And I was like, I laughed today at how small I was thinking. But this is what happens. When the Yetzirah, all you're saying is trying to survive. This is where, where our brains end up, the, 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 the constant and the yush that we go through. May Hashem help us all. But we should all stop making excuses, start making adjustments, start, start blaming your parents, start blaming your DNA, your GNA, your genetic, where you are, etc. You can win anywhere. Have a great day.